These are reflections of a humble scribe. The verses you'll hear presented in the next few minutes started as simple expressions of love and support of family life, and from there, the inspirations expanded into reflections of Scripture, all behind the echoes of life experiences that were transcribed using rhyme and measure, meter and tempo, to capture the essence of those events in the story and poem you'll hear in this episode of Reflections of a Humble Scribe. This is Wrapped in Virtues. Brothers and sisters, what a blessing it is when God reveals His nature to us to develop our personal relationship with Him as a son or a daughter. Many times we need a reminder to rediscover the basics behind our faith in the living God because we are also called to become true friends of God. Over the past several weeks, I have been led to re-examine the cardinal virtues and the important attributes that these virtues add to our experience to better understand the mind of our Creator. How deep and wonderful are these inspirations given to our church fathers and the saints who dedicated their lives to know the Lord with all their heart and mind and soul. Understanding the virtues really begins with the humility of Solomon's prayer. Let us examine this prayer in 1 Kings chapter 3. Although Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David his father, he offered sacrifice and burned incense on the highest places. The king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there because that was the great high place. Upon its altar, Solomon sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. God said, Whatever you ask, I shall give you. Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant, David my father, because he walked before you with fidelity, justice, and an upright heart. And you have continued this great kindness toward him today, giving him a son to sit upon his throne. Now, Lord my God, you have made me your servant, king, to succeed David my father. But I am a mere youth, not knowing at all how to act. I, your servant, among the people you have chosen, a people so vast that it cannot be numbered or counted. Give your servant, therefore, a listening heart to judge your people and to distinguish between good and evil. For who is able to give judgment for this vast people of yours? The Lord was pleased by Solomon's request. So God said to him, Because you asked for this, you did not ask for a long life for yourself, nor for riches, nor for the life of your enemies. But you asked for discernment to know what is right. I now do as you request. I give you a heart so wise and discerning that there has never been anyone like you until now, nor after you will there be anyone to equal you. This amazing gift to King Solomon has been preserved for us in the Book of Wisdom, where we find Solomon's prayer and his poetic reflections on the gift of wisdom. Let us pick up on Solomon's reflection of his prayer in the Book of Wisdom, chapter 7, verses 7 to 14. Therefore I prayed, 
and prudence was given me. I pleaded, and the spirit of wisdom came to me. I preferred her to scepter and throne, and deemed riches nothing in comparison with her. Nor did I liken any priceless gem to her, because all gold, in view of her, is a bit of sand, and before her, silver is to be accounted mire. Beyond health and beauty I loved her, and I chose to have her rather than the light, because her radiance never ceases. Yet all good things together came to me with her, and countless riches at her hands. I rejoiced in them all, because wisdom is their leader, though I had not known that she is their mother. Sincerely I learned about her, and ungrudgingly do I share, her riches I do not hide away. For she is an unfailing treasure. Those who gain this treasure win the friendship of God, being commended by the gifts that come from her discipline. Solomon then summarizes the gifts of this unfailing treasure in the Book of Wisdom, Chapter 8. Indeed, she spans the world from end to end mightily and governs all things well. Her I loved and sought after from my youth. I sought to take her for my bride and was enamored of her beauty. She adds to nobility the splendor of companionship with God. Even the ruler of all loved her. For she leads into the understanding of God and chooses his works. If riches are desirable in life, what is richer than wisdom who produces all things? And if prudence is at work, who in the world is a better artisan than she? Or if one loves righteousness, whose works are virtues, she teaches moderation and prudence, righteousness and fortitude, and nothing in life is more useful than these. There we have it, brothers and sisters. Our Catechism in Part 3, Article 7, beautifully outlines these virtues in much greater depth. So please invest some time to review the amazing virtues revealed to King Solomon in answer to his prayer. Prudence is the virtue to discern our true good in every circumstance and the right means to achieve it. Justice is the constant and firm will to give our due to God and respect our neighbor in order to promote harmony and equity in our relationships. Fortitude ensures firmness in difficulties and constancy in the pursuit of good. It strengthens our resolve to overcome obstacles and enables one to conquer fear. Temperance is the virtue that moderates the attraction of pleasures. It ensures the will's mastery over instincts and keeps desires within honorable limits. In addition, these cardinal virtues are governed by another set of virtues that Solomon referred to in the Book of Wisdom, chapter 8, verse 4. For wisdom leads into the understanding of God and chooses his works. These works are beautifully wrapped within the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. St. Paul teaches us in Colossians chapter 3, verse 14, But above all these things have charity, which is the bond of perfection. Charity is the virtue by which we love God above all things and our neighbor as ourselves, 
because God is love. Please consider now this reflection on being wrapped in virtues. Solomon's simple prayer poured out of his humble heart with a great desire to understand what is truly good. Then prudence was made known to the king, a new virtue to practice and instruct and impart. Solomon thanked the Lord for his father's example, for the great kindness poured out over his vast throne. Then justice was made known to the king, an attribute showing honor to God above all within the courts of a kingdom or when alone. Fortitude was then gifted to the son of King David, a mere youth not knowing how to act. A new confidence was found in facing adversity, a new resolve to understand and decipher the facts. Without temperance as a virtue, a king may be blind to see the people's greatest needs. Fasting in moderation from pleasures allows wisdom time to develop patience within a heart, refreshing the vision for planting new kingdom seeds. Brothers and sisters, let us keep in mind and meditate on the Book of Wisdom and relearn these life-changing lessons. If prudence is at work, who in the world is a better artisan than she? Or, if one loves righteousness, whose works are virtues, she teaches moderation and prudence, righteousness and fortitude, and nothing in life is more useful than these. Deep.
Thank you for joining us for another episode of Reflections of a Humble Scribe. If you'd like more information about the show, please email the radio station at wsjf at stjoseph.cc. That email again is wsjf at stjoseph.cc. Please comment on the Reflections of a Humble Scribe show image post on our Facebook page at WSJF. You can also listen to Reflections of a Humble Scribe on the WSJF Radio Podcast site at wsjf-radio.com slash podcasts or find the Reflections Podcasts on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time on Reflections of a Humble Scribe.